<laughs> Welcome back to the Babbling Podcast with Jack and James in a slightly better situation. Um, there's soundproofing on the walls, there are lights, there are cameras, and these. Um, Jack, mm-hmm. how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. It's a bit different. I'm a bit worried about the cameras picking out every single yeah. you know, flake of skin on, my, on mm-hmm. my face as compared to the potato we were on last time. But I think it's worth yeah. the wait. About two months is our last one. We recorded our last one, but worth it for the high quality studio we're in. It's comfortable. Yeah, I probably look pale as um, much thanks mm. to lockdown and also the nice LED lights. Um, so we thought it's going to be a two-man pod today. Yeah. So we thought we'd pick a nice, easy subject like England football and rugby. Um, we'll get onto rugby later. I think Jack likes to lead the rugby stuff ahead of the Lions tour. We're that patriotic. We are. Um, but England squad for the Euros. It's a big talking point. Um, you know, it's one of those things before Euros, before a World Cup. It, the discussion probably started back in last autumn. Um, we're jumping on the hype late, but it's the end of the season now, isn't it? So we're going to pick our 26-man squads. Now we're going to go through our 23-man squads because that is obviously the original uh, number. Um, but it was announced only yesterday, I think, at the time of recording. Mm. So it was tactical leaving it this late because we knew yeah. there was something going on yeah. down the line. We can jump on that. Well, man I was kind of planning for a 25-man squad because I was thinking they might really? have two, but they've added three, mm. which somewhat takes the some of the controversy out of it, but it also opens up some spots for, you know, some of the wild card um, problems. So are you ready? I'm ready. To jump into it. Now, I think the start, pretty easy, the three goalkeepers. Unless you've added a fourth. You've been a bit rogue. You thought three Please new don't players, tell you got me excited, added a, added a fourth goalkeeper. Please don't tell me you've added a fourth. No, I've not. If I was to add a fourth, it'd be Dan Bentley. It would um, not be on his recent performances. <laughs> um, but let's just say that. I think we've got three same keepers. I'll let you say yours. Um, Dean Henderson, Nick Pope and Jordan Pickford. I'd be stunned if you've gone for anything different. I completely agree. We'll also touch on our starting 11s after mm. the squads um, to pick which one of those we'd start. I think we both know which, though. Um, Ooh, but yeah, I'm a bit undecided. I, You're a bit confident. I'm a bit undecided. Oh, I'm I think confident in my keeper. I can see flaws in all three. There's mm. not one I particularly think is a standout. But I think England have always had this trouble with goalkeepers. Even 2010 World Cup, it was David James, Ben Foster, Scott Carson, mm. those type mm. of guys. I think we could just do with. I think we had it briefly with Joe Hart. But I think we could do really do with a world class number one goalkeeper that we can just use for years. Like Germany have Neuer. France have with Loris to an extent, and Spain have with De Gea. I think we do one of them names just to... And Casillas. And Casillas, yeah. Well, I think we've been quite weirdly lucky that despite his club form dipping, Jordan Pickford has always seemed to be quite decent um, in the England goal. I mean, mm. that celebration saving that penalty against Colombia will forever be remembered. Um, well, at least by me anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think... Dean Henderson has to be in there. Obviously, second half of the season, he's had loads of starts. Um, with and he wears a good absence. cap in the game. I'm thinking if it's, um, you know, it's been hosted all across Europe, I think he needs yeah. some uh, versatility in terms of what to wear. Yeah. If he's playing in, I don't know, Western Russia, might be a bit of a snood at times if it's in a Mediterranean yeah. game, wear the cap. I think he's yeah. versatile. I think so. And then Nick Pope. Safe pair of hands. Safe pair of hands. He's been a bit, um, had a few errors of late, though, and I think there's always the question of a distribution with Nick Pope, and it depends mm. how, I think, Gareth Southgate wants this England team to play. Mm-hmm. If he wants to play out from the back, then 
you probably go do go Pickford. But if you just want a safe pair of hands to do what Godber should do, an old-fashioned goalkeeper, mm. Nick Pope is your man. I'm trying to think James likes to think of himself as a very 21st century football fan. He gets very passionate about things like expected goals, as we know. Mm. I think he's more passionate about that than a lot of things in his life. I think it's one of his... He wakes up and just thinks expected goals. Yeah. I think that's one of his main personality traits he likes to make it across. <laughs> We've lasted five minutes, we're going to expected goals. Yeah. <laughs> Rant about expected goals. That was always going to happen. He loves a good rant, mm. don't you? Um, yep. We'll come back to the keeper slot. Um, I think we'll both have the same choice later on. I'm, I'm making wind ups go, as I go along think, with keeper. The rest really? I'm pretty secure with, but keeper, I, I don't think there's one that I'm really a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Right. Defenders. Mm. I'm looking at defenders, I don't know about you. With a 23 man squad, I've gone with two each side, four backs, yeah. four centre backs. I did have eight, but now I've got nine. This no, extra option. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Defenders. But like, we're picking the 23 squad. Two for each position. So at the moment, you've got eight. Mm. Um, should we start with probably the biggest talking point in England football mm. ahead of the Euros? Right backs. Yeah. You could make a 26 man England squad on right backs alone, in my humble opinion. Um, you know, there are many different names being thrown around. Give me your. Give me, give me one, give me your most obvious choice for right back to take this summer. It's bizarre because I think the one I think is the best right back currently I've not chosen my two, which I think may blow your mind. But I've gone with Kyle Walker due to things like experience. I think he's good going forward and defensively. He's got physicality as well, mm-hmm. and I think Trent Alexander Arnold has to be in the squad. I think mm-hmm. he is the wild card. If we need a goal, we need something out of nothing. Playing him even in midfield, playing as a wing back. So I think those are my two. Just because in the basis of a tournament, mm-hmm. I think they offer different things that you need. I think you need Kyle Walker for the experience. Because England have a young squad. You can't just say, all right, Mason Mount, you know, Phil Foden, we need to start all these guys. I think you need some sort of experience. I think Kyle Walker, add that versatility if you do play a three and Kyle Walker can start in, in that back three, I just think you'd be silly not to go with him. And then Trent, just because he he's a specialised player, yes, but I think we'll need that speciality and that trait of his at times. Mm-hmm. Bizarrely, I completely agree. This is what I'm worried about, because I think on a lot of debates, you just say, on our former podcast, we won't name, you just often go, yeah, I agree with, I agree with Jack. No, I agree. right. I'm going to, I think, what annoys me about people talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold, right? We are just as qualified as any other random I talk about England, right? However, Trent yeah, Alexander-Arnold... No. Blossoming footballing careers, James. (laughs) Trent Alexander-Arnold is the best right-back in England. Has been for the last three, four years, potentially in Europe, potentially in the world. I don't know why you wouldn't take him. People not, you know, Southgate not picking him. People saying, oh, yeah, but he's defensively, he's this, he's that. He is the best right-back in the world. It doesn't matter what weaknesses he has, you take him. He had slightly, you know, poorer first half of this season. But has he or has he not turned it around? He has. Mm. I think specifically since Southgate, uh, you know, dropped him, I think maybe, maybe you know, got into his head a little bit. But it baffles me why people are trying to make tactical and, you know, astute um, observations about Trent Alexander-Arnold. No, forget about it. He's the best right back this country has to offer. So you take him, whether you play him or not, is another is another thing. But I think you'd be utterly stupid not to take him. Do you not think? 
I feel like people. I feel like you're talking about me being a, you know, modernist, football yeah. modernist. Forget that. Forget all the like clever. Oh, but we might need a player to defend. We might need a player to attack. Forget that. He's the best right back. So you take him. Is I it do not, agree. Is I it not as agree. simple as that? I do agree, but I wouldn't start him. I think well, that's he, where certain games maybe certain games we're playing. You know, teams like Scotland, teams like I don't know San Marino. With then Trent's ideal, but no, because they they don't need respect. They are who they are. I think teams. If you have someone like Kyle Walker against the top teams, yeah. I think Gary Neville puts it. You're playing against Eden Hazard, Kylian Mbappe, Leroy mm-hmm. Sane. You don't want Trent there. You saw what Marco Asensio did to him. What's Mbappe going to do to him running in behind? Yeah, I know you, there's the argument that oh yeah he's won a Champions League Premier League, which is valid. But I just feel like England, and it was so obviously exploited against Real Madrid, that in those big games, you do start Kyle Walker. Okay, so hear me out here. I would also take Kyle Walker. He'd Mm -hmm. be my second right-back choice. But you talk about their sort of big games and stuff. I think, one, Trent has had definitely some big performances. I remember his home performance to Barcelona in that semi-final, quarter-final. But that's when they're on the front foot, sorry. But hear me out. At the time of recording... The Champions League semi-finals haven't happened yet. Kyle Walker is almost certainly going to come up against Kylian Mbappe. What would you do if over two legs, Kylian, Kylian Mbappe absolutely runs him silly, has him on toast? What would you do then? Because your argument is... What would you do if Trent Alexander-Arnold scored two own goals in his next match? It's an if, but a maybe. No, but... I think Kylian Mbappe is more likely to run Trent ragged than he is Kyle Walker. You can't bring up fancy situations, James. <laughs> not bring You're up kidding yourself. Fantasy situations. But what would, if? Would you still trust Kyle Walker? Because you clearly trust him yes. in these bigger games. If he gets run ragged in the next couple of games by Kylian Mbappe or, you know, wherever he's playing, would you still trust him to the level you do? I think it depends. You Well, you're bound to say no, but it's a make-up scenario. It's make-believe. No, no, it's just it's just a devil's advocate. It's You you obviously trust him in these big situations, yeah. but at the time of recording, tonight he's going to have probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest test he's ever had with one of the best young footballers in the world. Like It's annoying that we haven't been able to see this game yet, but and he might put in a man-of-the-match performance. You don't know, and I'll look stupid. But I just think... The argument that he's so much more solid than Trent baffles me a bit because I think Trent Alexander-Arnold has so much more to offer um, in a lot of different areas. But I th- it's completely up for debate. There's a third player as well who we won't mention now because I'm sure he will come up in the bit further on that you could also take. Um, my only thing is if anyone that isn't Gareth Southgate in this country picks Kieran Trippier to go... <laughs> You need to take a look at yourself. I do agree with that one. Yeah. But I think that point, if Kyle Walker, it's like saying, if Harry Kane misses five penalties between now and the end of the season, do you still put him on penalties? No, because it's... you're pinning a very, like, you know, you're pinning a very specific strength of Kyle Walker that I don't feel like he's really been tested on throughout the years. Manchester City have notoriously had, you know, easy. Um, Champions League draws and then in the Premier League there's only a certain extent um, to which the, the talent you can face that's the only thing I find the right back in debate quite interesting because I just think the, the people trying to be clever and not take Trent you can I like I back your point the fact you don't start him but people not even taking him baffles me he's got um, to be in there 
So we're agreed after all this. We're agreed. We are, yeah. I just find, I think it's quite interesting. But would you start Trent against a top nation in the final? I don't know. I'm still 50-50. Okay. I genuinely am. I'm stuck. Okay. Um, should we move on to the other side? Yep. Full backs on the left. I think there are just two standout options. Yep. Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw. I was going to say Jay De Silva. No. Um, Who do you support, James? I don't know if you've mentioned it this episode. <laughs> no, I, I agree. It's another debate, though. Who do you start? Luke Shaw. Ben Chilwell, though, impressed me last night. I know if we're playing a back three, Chilwell has played at left wing back a lot this season under Thomas Tuchel. Mm-hmm. I think he was brilliant last night against Real Madrid. Well, maybe not brilliant, but I thought he was good. I can't remember if he was playing up against... Uh, who was the right wing for Real Madrid? I can't, oh, they weren't playing one, really, were they? Uh, it was Carvajal right wing back. Yeah. So it wasn't against the toughest or most dangerous attacking opponent. But from his performances, I think he's good going forward. You know, I think he's a bit iffy defensively, but I think he's certainly preferred by Tuchel over Alonso defensively. So yeah. but I just think Luke Shaw, Bruno Fernandes having one of the seasons of his life, or the season of his life, and Luke Shaw is still talked about as Man United's player of the year. The biggest team in the country, their player of the year being a left-back, says something about how good he has been. Mm. His journey's been great, but it's not bad. It's just been how good he's been this season. Going forward, such a threat. Scoring goals in big games, Manchester derby. He's just been exceptional. He seems, seems like a good guy as well. Luke Shaw, I wouldn't look past him, but Ben Chilwell's definitely on the plane for me. Yeah. I th- I, there's no other left-backs even in contention, I don't think. I, could you name a third? Cresswell? Maybe? I don't know why Leighton Baines has popped in my head. It's definitely not Leighton Baines. <laughs> surely he's gone. Surely he he's like, was criminally there. underrated for England caps, Leighton Baines. We were doing a, a player, um, combined Premier League eleven we on Monday with one player from each kind of club or their main club. And Leighton Baines was straight on that team sheet because mm. he his delivery was... Was brilliant, but shame he had Ashley Cole in front of him. But and a shame he's not playing in these Euros. Yeah, but, but he, I think Cresswell would be the one, wouldn't he? Cost yeah, six million on fancy so. football. He must be absolutely good. bargain. Mm. I don't know whether Southgate plays FPL, but if he does, he, he'll have Cresswell in. I think I agree with you about Luke Shaw. We'll obviously go through our starting lineup later on, but some of them I think are worth discussing now, mm. like Luke Shaw. I think when some when a player's on that kind of form, it's stupid to drop him. I think Chilwell's a solid choice. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't really mind who starts. I wouldn't be fuming if Chilwell started, but I agree with you, I think. Yeah, centre-backs. I think this depends on you need this. whether you play a three-back or a four-back, because if you play a... I think it depends on the amount of centre-backs you, you, you take in that case, because I think we've both taken four centre-backs as it stands in a 23-man squad. My four, to be honest, I'm not even convinced by them. I'm convinced by John Stones, Harry Maguire... Then I've gone for I've changed it up because I know you thought I had Tyrone Mings. Okay, wait. I don't. We'll, we'll we'll start on John Stones, Harry Maguire. Um, yeah. We won't say who's starting in our team, but I think we've started with John Stones, Harry Maguire, so you can probably tell. Yeah. Um, Stonesy having the, one of his best seasons ever, probably the best. Um, I know a lot of people like to give Ruben Diaz credit for that, but why? John Stones is having a good season. He's having a good season, and it, he's keeping the poor tight. The team at Man City. Mm-hmm. That's just how good he has been. Mm. And Harry Maguire gets far too much disrespect, I in my agree. opinion. Harry Maguire is a brilliant centre-back. And if he cost £30 million and came from, I don't know, PSG, everyone would be loving him. Yeah. But it's the fact he's come, he's cost £80 million, which is the going rate in this market. I mean, they did overpay slightly, but that's not Harry Maguire's fault. It's, it's what... I saw someone explain this when they signed him. That's what he was worth to Manchester United. Mm. And... They've improved tenfold. Obviously, Luke Shaw's helped with that one. Bissaka's helped with that. 
but their defence has improved tenfold. It doesn't matter how much you pay for them. These clubs have endless amounts of money. Look at the Super League recently. Um, 80 million, pocket change. So I don't think United are sitting there going, oh, God, we've spent 80 million on Harry Maguire. He better perform. But he has anyway. So just because he's got a slightly bigger head than the average human, don't give him so much stick. We watched him live, didn't we? 18 months ago at Wadden Road. Congratulations on Cheltenham for promotion. But at Wadden Road, we saw Harry Maguire. And that... I know we watched him in the World Cup and we saw him running out from the back, but watching him in the flesh, in person, mm. just reminded me of how good he is on the ball. He can ping a pass, he can run out of defence, and I think that has been valuable to Man United. I think it does almost play against him, playing a high line that Man United do. Whether yeah. England will do that, we don't know, because he's not the quickest. I think his FIFA pace sums up about 52. But he's a, he's a good defender and he's England's he best. There's no, It's a real problem area for us, but I think in Harry Maguire, we've got a a solid mainstay there. And whilst they're not, you know, Stones and Maguire have had their history, they're not always the safest partnership. Nope. They are a solid partnership. We had them in the World Cup um, three, three years ago. Three years ago. Um, so... I didn't keep, even know you back then. Keep them together. I, I didn't know you three years ago. Blitz. And now we're doing our own podcast in this fancy Blitz. studio. For some reason, talking about the Euros, when we have mm. absolutely no qualifications. Talking about Euro 2020. One. And it's 2021. I know. Right, go on. You were going to touch on your other two centre-halves. Right, I've gone for Esri Konza, and I'm going to be honest, I've not watched a, hardly a minute of this guy this season, but Twitter tells me he's good, so I've gone for him. And I think Tyrone Mings, I had him selected, but he's just been error-prone of late that I've noticed. I think Ezri Konza, whenever I watch Villa, I don't notice him. I think that's sometimes a good thing in a centre-back. I notice Mings because he's extravagant, got these ex, you know, ex, yeah, extravagant hair. You notice Mings. I think Konza just does his job nicely. He's a young player. I think he's, yeah, he's still very young, isn't he? He's still you know, early 20s, teens even, I don't know. But Twitter tells me he's good, so I've gone with him in short. I completely agree. I don't think Southgate will take him. Because no, you know, why why look at actual good players when you could pick Tyrone Mings? Um, I, I think Tyrone Mings is quite overrated, to be fair. He's an all right centre back, but I think he's massively helped by Esri Konza. And Villa's defence has actually improved since Esri Konza came in. Like Mings was, was, you know, stealing the headlines, but their defence wasn't very good. They almost went down. Um Konza came in, started playing regular football. And he's completely solidified them. Um, I've watched a bit more of them and I I haven't seen him play a bad game. You know, I feel like I watched them quite a bit in lockdown when they were playing and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get phased by anything. He's very, you know, I don't want to go football but he's sort of very press resistant. It's nice to see. He's good on the ball, Jack. Um, Can I button that? I think the thing with Mings that makes him a viable option is the fact he's left-footed. Yeah. I think people look past that. And if you're playing a back three, it, we, we notice this watching City. It, it feels like it wastes so, so much time a player constantly cutting back on their on their right foot. A left side centre-back this is, to cut back on their left foot and then play it. Whereas if you had someone like, if we use Lloyd Kelly as example, him playing the left of a back three, mm -hmm. the way he could just run down the line, just play it first time, it speeds everything up. It adds more urgency. Whereas if you have a right-footed player there, that's to cut back in all the time. It, it closes the pitch off. I think if you're, if you're left-footed, you're almost 180 degrees. Whereas mm. if you're right-footed, you're just closing yourself off to about 90 degrees of passing range. Yeah. So I think that is the attraction with Tyron Mings. And I'd see why 
why um what's his name Southgate would pick him mm. just on that basis. I'm going to go ahead and pick my fourth centre back if that's all right. Go on. I'm slightly scared for my well-being after I say this name. There's a few names that could happen. I'm picking. This is actually coming out of my coming out of my mouth. I'm picking Eric Dyer. I was. You know what the thing is. The thing with this is, I said I'd pick him a few weeks ago, and I got ripped to shreds. Mm. Probably by, by you. me. Yes. Yep. However, and he's been even worse since, if anything, <laughs> and is less of a cert to make the plane. I've I've come round to a certain way of thinking. You I, just can't not agree with me. I spoke to my Spurs supporting mate actually, um, who said he's weirdly been better than for most of the season than sort of Alderweireld, um, and you know I think a lot of people rate him. Um, he's not the best player in the world. Eric, Eric Dyer. Huge if true. What I'm a statement that is, Eric James. Dyer. Um, however, the cliche of experience, it's a cliche, I just said it, but I think it's very telling. Um, I think the experiences that that squad had in 2018 will definitely help them. And don't get me wrong, there are still a lot of players in this squad. So you wouldn't have to take Eric Dyer to keep that core. But I think having him, he seems like, you know, the model professional as such, apart from when he was, you know, running up into the stands, but that was to defend his family. <laughs> running off the pitch. So he's got morals. He's had a few moments. He's he got has. morals. And he went for a mid-game boo. Yeah. Like, he, he knows he's, he's got man. his priorities. Like, I don't know, I just fight. He's, he's hilarious and like he's become a bit of a joke. But why not? I don't think any other English centre-back has made a solid push. I've got a couple of names sort of written down. I don't think any other English centre-back has made that fourth and final spot their own. There's only one that I've got in my head that I even had um, to choose from. And Who's that? I, I might take them... Well, who, who have you chosen? Eric Dyer. Have you? Yes, because I said I did a few weeks ago, and you've clearly thought I don't have the minerals to debate with Jack. You said because Eric as we Dyer saw money the... debating XG, you lose and you go up to your room in a strop. You said in the car, um, like Eric Dyer is a joke, and I was sat there like he's definitely picked Eric Dyer, mm. and I was thinking I've picked Eric Dyer. Why mm. have we both picked? Well, we... Eric Dyer. I'm sure you can make a more convincing argument than me. I'm sure when we debated it a few weeks ago. And that's Derek Dyer, and you're like, oh, I was completely against Dyer? it. Yeah, I oh, must have 100%. persuaded you, and you. Oh no, can you, you give didn't. me the credit you for persuading you because it clearly wasn't me, don't or were you on your high horse. No, I just, I don't know. I feel like we need we need players that have weirdly, you know, done well, and he was the one to score that mm. penalty. You know, one of the best England World Cup moments ever. And I think his um, versatility helps as well. The fact he can play in midfield. He's clearly a good good player to have around the place. I think Mourinho seems to love him. You know, when he's taken to Man United when he was there loved. as well, didn't he? Mm. Mm. So I think, yeah, he, he's not the worst player in the world. And let's be real, if there were competition, I wouldn't be taking him. But Connor Cody, I'm planning on playing a four. Yeah. Connor Cody in a four. I've seen Wolves fans anyway about the team lately. He's yeah. clearly not been very good. I don't think he has the height for it, the presence, yeah. the awareness. I think he's helped in a three, whether it's a Woody Bolly, Den Donker, Saeed, whoever's playing there for Wolves, those man mountains help him. I just think Freeman in a four, alongside maybe a John Stones, Hammer Maguire, he would get exposed. I think we need someone with experience, know-how, composure. And I think Eric Dyer's that man. 
Funnily he, enough. He was my only other pick, Connor Cody. And I just think he's had a poor season, according to Wolves fans. I don't have a clue. Um, and if he's had a poor season, then this isn't the time to, you know, have a poor spell of form. You need to be pushing for the Euros. If we're being honest, this player probably won't play anyway. This what? is my fourth, very much my fourth choice defender. So Eric the Dyer, chance of being yeah. on the pitch is limited. No. So why not go for the one that knows the group, mm-hmm. is clearly a good character, can play in a few positions if needed. Why not just go for that? He scored a good free kick against Russia in Euro 2016 and he scored the pen against Colombia. So... Cheltenham born. Cheltenham born. Cheltenham bred. Should we go into midfielders? Yes. Now, looking at my list, I have... Five. Five? Five central midfielders in there. Um, but there, there's a couple that you can also count as attackers. Mm. Um, go on. Maybe you could say six central midfielders. Mm-hmm. If we start with the defensive options, in my case, option, I'm taking one central defensive midfielder, one out-and-out defensive midfielder. Who is? Declan Rice. No Calvin Phillips? I'm not taking Calvin Phillips. Oh, I don't know about that one, James. A multitude of reasons. He might be in my twenty-six man one. squad. All right. So we'll get onto that in a bit. He's my midfielder spot that I'm adding in my twenty-six man is not. However, I'm going off the basis Henderson is fit. And I'm going off the basis that Declan Rice is fit. You do you sorry, you've just picked two players that are coming off of injury maybe we'll scrape it for the Euros and as we've seen before with England that doesn't work we've seen so many players rushed ruining the World Cup it doesn't work in the fact that you're not taking any backup to me is a bizarre decision but I, I might take backup in, in, with the 26 man the but intentions the 20... were there and the intentions were not forgotten it's like the Super League James you did it 23 man no because you know there's a few options I'll run through my other midfielders mm. actually because it makes more sense it doesn't, but it does. You're taking Rice and you're taking Henderson, right? My other sort of central options, Mason Mount, one of the first names on the team sheet, great season for Chelsea. Jude Bellingham has to go. No debate for me personally. Um, I know a lot of people probably disagree, but I think now that people watched him against Man City and saw how good he was. Um, and then the two more attacking options who could also play wide, but I've counted them as centimetres, Grealish and Foden. Now, in my head, one of Rice and Henderson's fit. Don't get me wrong, if I'm Gareth Southgate, I'm probably taking Calvin Phillips, but I'm not Gareth Southgate. If one of Rice and Henderson Henderson is fit, you just play two, you you play one of them alongside Mason Mount in like a 4-2-3-1, and you're sorted. Or Bellingham. I've you got, seem stunned. I've, I'm a bit stunned that you've not got Calvin Phillips. I've got all the players that you have. I really like Calvin with Phillips. Calvin Phillips because if Rice gets injured mm-hmm. and we're playing France, who are going to pair with Henderson in a two? Bellingham, oh. Mount. Oh. When has Mount yeah. played in a two? He's he's been actually quite disciplined for Chelsea this season. I believe playing he in played... front of Mount of Kante. I'm and pretty Jorginho. sure he had a couple of games, didn't he, where he played next to Kovacic in a two. Would Jorginho and Kante not have been playing? I, mean, I don't no, know. No, I think one of them was injured and one of them wasn't playing. But if he was that good, why didn't Chelsea last night, away, away to Real Madrid, play Kante and Mount so they could get Havertz on the pitch? Because you'd rather have Mount going forward. Case in point. Well, it's not because You've Rice handed... and Hendo are going to be fit, so I don't mind. 
I just think... 26 man, I'm probably taking Calvin Phillips. I just think but, if Rice so gets injured... The argument's dead. ...gets but, suspended, which does happen in tournaments, the fact that there is no... I think there needs to be two players for each position and you've just not had two players in the most important position on the pitch, in my opinion. I think it's bizarre. I, th- I think we've got more than enough players to cover that. I think if Rice got injured, for example, you've got Henderson, Mount and Bellingham, they've got the discipline to run it. Okay, you're using an extra player to use that up. But what? why does Calvin Phillips qualify to play against, you know, France on his own in defensive midfield? Like, he's going to play, but he's going to struggle because I love Calvin Phillips. I think he's a great player, but he's not rice quality. And I think regardless of whether you... If you play Calvin Phillips, you're going to have players doing the running for him as well because he's going to need more support. So just ditch Calvin Phillips and play Henderson, Mount, Bellingham. Work all that midfield. comes to my mind Work is you are thinking of getting babbling podcast hits on Twitter. You want to clip that up and put hashtag LUFC. No, that was you're going to get the Dyer. sharks coming to the party, James, because <laughs> I've not selected Dyer. him. I have no allegiance to him, but I've, I find it a bit odd, I have to say. I think he's in my 26 man, but we'll get on to that. There's mm. a couple of options for that. But I think we're agreed on the rest of midfield. Do you class Grealish as a midfielder in your selection? Because I've got mm. him as a midfielder. Yeah, I originally had him in midfield and then I put Foden as a forward, but they're I'll, just interchangeable. I'll list my midfielders then. I've gone for Rice, Phillips, Henderson, Bellingham, Mount, Foden and Grealish. Mm-hmm. I think Grealish I'd like to see in a midfield three. Whether he's more of a winger, he's played there with Villa, but I like him in the middle. I think I think a winger doesn't really have the pace to play it wise, and we've got options there. So I'd like to see Grealish in a midfield three. Like Real Madrid's midfield three with one sitter and two kind of eights, or an eight and a ten. I think Grealish, the most advanced of those two, would be the ideal role for him. Even a four-two-three-one. Grealish is the ten, has to play for me. I know he's been injured of late, but he is the maverick we need in this team. We'll touch on a starting sort of line up mm. in a bit but I'm kind of with you on that one yep. um, so what you had seven midfielders so you're going to have a one less attacker than me I I've believe. got seven midfielders but Grealish and Foden are both well, the 26 man I've got, an, I've got an eighth yeah 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 right should we go forwards mm-hmm. where do you want to start so we start centre forward mm-hmm. how many are you taking Thing is, it's I've got two out and out nines, but then there's a there's a few that can play there. I've okay. got I've gone for Harry Kane, funnily enough. I've been really? a bit bold, I've gone out I've out the box, I've just thought it seems deserves it. And I've got mm. Kane and Calvert Lewin, I think they're both nailed on to go. I like Ollie Watkins, I like Patrick Bamford, but I just think, you know, even in this squad, it could be open for an Ollie Watkins. I like Ollie Watkins because he can play through the middle as he has done this season, but he can also he's very good on the left was that inside forward. I think he he is, I think, a, the ideal backup to Rashford in a way, as in that he can play on the left, but not not as a left wing, almost like a second striker coming in from the left, cutting his right foot. Did it sell for Brentford, got double figures, double figures for goals uh, that were unseasoned, not before he moved up front and exploded, obviously, but I think 18, 19, 17, 18, he's playing on the left. Yeah. And he was just as brilliant. I think up front he did a job as well, but I've not picked him, which is a bit odd. I've just pushed a case forward. Well, to you've pick made him. my argument for him because I've picked him. So Yeah, so I've got Kane and Calvert Lewin as my strikers. Mm-hmm. On the wings, I've got uh, three wingers as it stands, Rashford, Sancho and Sterling. So I mean, Have I've I got, got one more player then? I feel like I've got one more player because I've got every single player you've got. Mm. Oh no, and then I've got the extra attacker because you've yeah, got, I've extra. got an extra midfielder. And I've got Ollie Watkins. Yeah. I think all three wingers are 
um, you know, bankers. Unless you're Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher, by the way. No Jaden uh, Sancho. Actually, no, let's talk about this. Right. What it is to me... Absolutely deluded. I think the issue with the English media, the English pundits, that recently they've all played their whole career in England, bar, let's say, Owen Hargreaves, who doesn't mention he played for Bayern Munich, but I think he did. Never mentioned it in all his commentary of the Bayern games, but anyway, I think... The fact that they can... I just find it bizarre that they can't have Jane Sancho in that team. I think when Rio Ferdinand was asked who's the best striker in the world, he went, Harry Kane, no one's even close. Just ignoring the goal machine in Bavaria that is Robert Lewandowski. It's just... I think that's an issue. I think Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher... Have they watched much of Jane Sancho? I don't know, but how they... I don't see the grounds on not picking him when he's getting double digits for goals and assists for the last few years. What I don't understand is... Obviously... You don't exactly see um, Sancho maybe as regularly as you see a Sterling playing on Sky for Man City. However, the, you've got more than enough access to watch Jaden Sancho. And I guarantee that, you know, pretty much most people, uh, you know, sport heavy enough to have a, a BT subscription and a Sky subscription are going to be watching some Bundesliga games. And you're going to be watching Jaden Sancho. There's highlights everywhere. There's live games on BT. It's not difficult to watch the Bundesliga. So the access point compared to, you know, 20 years ago is so much less relevant. Obviously, you're not going to watch him as much. But it's not an excuse to say, oh, I've never seen him play. Mm. How those two didn't pick Sancho in the squad is absolutely baffling. Um, Especially if it's your job. Well, like you're you're yeah. paid to talk about football. It might be a good idea to watch football. He is absolutely incredible, Jaden Sancho. He is you know, pushing for a starting spot in that England team for me. I don't know whether he would, but it absolutely baffles me that people don't take the time to just watch a few minutes of him. Obviously, you're going to find a compilation, find his best bits. You could do that for any player in the world. But his best bits are so much better than everyone else's because he is insane at football. Um, you know, maybe it's just helped that I'm, right, I'm doing my final year project at uni on him, basically. But... Is ridiculous. He's in the squad. He's um, in my team. And you made my argument for Ollie Watkins, to be honest. Mm, I'm not going to backtrack. Like, I'm close. To, I, I think I'm torn between Watkins and my 26th man. Shall we? Well, let's go for the extra three then. And we'll yes. start with the forward. Um, who are you stuck between? I feel like it's quite obvious. I think you can tell my Twitter file. Mason Greenwood. Oh, yeah, no, it... And okay. purely because Gary Neville, as much as he's had some criticism on this podcast, I'm sure he's absolutely devastated and will struggle to sleep in his massive Cheshire mansion tonight. But, you know, Babylon Podcast with 34 followers is attacking him. I just think Mason Greenwood, five goals in his last seven games. I think the point that Neville made to that if we are chasing a goal, I want Greenwood on that pitch and not Ollie Watkins. I think Greenwood is instinctive. I can't get my fingers, really. Oh, Kind of can. But he can just score a goal like, if you look at your fingers, he can score a goal like that. I think that's what, if the chance option's in the box, he's got the composure, he's got the just left foot and right foot. It's devastating. Lethal. He's lethal. <laughs> he, can go, he can go both ways. He's, he's got a foot like a traction engine. Everything he seems to just hit is so clean mm. and it seems to hit the net. I think he can play on the right, can play up front. I think that's the argument I made with Rashford that Watkins argument with Watkins even, he can play in the left and through the middle. Green could do that too. Green could do that too, but just for the right maybe. So I don't see why Greenwood wouldn't be an option. I think he'd be great. I see what you're saying. 
Um, I'll I'll go with my extra attacker, Jesse Lingard. Mm. Now you're talking about the form of Mason Greenwood, mm. um, and don't get me wrong, there are a couple of games left, but there has been no player on form, I swear, in this second half of the season like Jesse Lingard. It's basically Greenwood, but he's like doubled that return pretty much. Um, obviously, I've already got Ollie Watkins, so. It's between those three for those couple of spots, isn't it, realistically? You've got Greenwood, um, Watkins and Lingard. Um, I've got Ollie Watkins because I think no one else quite fills that left-hand side. Because um, you can play Sancho or Sterling there, but they're so much more effective on the right. Um, and then out of Mason Greenwood and Jesse Lingard, I can't look past Jesse Lingard. There's something about him. Um, the the past couple of years he's had, what he's had to overcome, he's obviously had a very sort of tough few years. Um, David Moyes has just got a complete animal out of him. It's incredible to watch. Um, and whilst I think Greenwood is brilliant and he'll definitely be on the plane, you know, to the Christmas World Cup in 2022, I can't look past Jesse Lingard. I think there's something about him that... I just feel like that squad needs. I agree because I've got him too. Have you? But as one of my midfielders, I've got him as a uh, midfielder rather than an attacker. So of oh, the well. of the Watkins, Greenwood and Lingard. Lingard, we've both gone for just two of the three. I think the other yeah. one for me, I was I was more inclined to put in Bakayo Saka, I think, than I was anyone else, because I think Saka, the, the main that was the main decision for me. I had Saka written down, but then I pressed delete and put in Greenwood. Okay. So I think Saka, you, you mentioned the ability to play on the left. Saka can do that. Saka can play on the right too, and he can play at fullback. His versatility is unlike anyone else in this roster. Yeah. He is, I've not seen 20, 90 minutes of him, but he seems so good on the ball. He can carry it well. He can link with players well. He's got yeah. the intelligence to link with a Harry Kane to make those runs. The thing is, I'm pitching players more than I haven't picked than I have, than I have picked I did that with Wally so Watkins. What, you I haven't picked Saka. Saka. No, but because he would be my 27th you've just, man. You've just done your pitch for me because have I you have. You've gone with Saka. Because you've convinced me to go with Calvin Phillips as the midfielder. It was either going to be him or Ward Prowse. But I think the defensive one, like you said, two man for every position. I'll go with Calvin Phillips as my midfielder. Well, you've actually made the pitch for Saka, my pitch for Saka. Um, you convinced me, I think, to go with Calvin Phillips as the other uh, midfielder. Um, why are you pulling that face? It was either going to be him or Ward Prowse. I'm trying to work out your additional players. So you've got. So I've gone with Saka as defender, but he's not going to be a defender. He's right. going to be wherever you need him because he is flexible, and I think you'd be stupid not to take him. So I've gone with Saka as the defender, Phillips as the midfielder, Lingard as the attacker. As what such. Watkins? He's in the squad normally. Really? He's in, he's my, in your 23 he's man. He's in my 23 man. Oh, it's controversial. He is. He's in my 23, man. Who are you and leaving out then in the attacking spots? Um, well, you've taken... Uh, I'm taking Greenwood. Greenwood. And, and then we balance. I've got midfield and more. And I'd normally take out Phillips. Mm. But in a 26, I man, I take Phillips. I um, the defenders was only between two for me. It was Reese James or Saka. And the only reason I chose Saka was flexibility. Now, I think that might be slightly flawed because if you went with a three-back, Kyle Walker is able to play a centre-back, then you've only got one right-back. Um, you're less likely to need an extra left-back, but I don't think you play him as a left-back. I think you play him wherever you need him to. I've seen him playing for Arsenal on both sides of the pitch. 
Um, I feel like he can play defensively if he needs to, but he's had the season, you know, he's had Arsenal's best season amongst... He's had Arsenal's best season. Uh, did I just Good say England, that? my so friend. the best season at Arsenal amongst some, you know, poor performances. He's been the standout and he's carried that club. Um, and I think he deserves to be rewarded. I can see where you're coming from, but I've gone Reese James. I don't think mm. you can argue against Reese James before you... Can I, I know you'll find no, a way. Can I make a quick point on Reese James? Yeah. I think he will be, within two or three years, the best right back in England. I think he will be better than Trent. Hopefully Trent maybe moves into the middle, um, which is another story. I think Reese James has all the qualities to be, not even just, I think he has all the qualities to be much better than Trent Alexander-Arnold and by far the best back in right back in Europe. Mm. I just think it's the slightly wrong time right now, but carry on. That's what I was thinking my point earlier. I said, in terms of right backs, I think the best one in my eyes I've not picked, which was Reese James. Mm. I think he has everything. He's not as quick as Kai Walker, but I think his delivery is already arguably better. I think he's yeah. stronger, better in the air. Physicality. I don't, I've not seen him make a mistake, which is one thing. I've seen Kai Walker in World Cups has given away yeah. silly penalties. I think in our first game of World Cup 2018, I think Kai Walker yeah. handballed it or did something silly. But I think Reese James, I've never seen him really make an error that's led to a goal. He's, I'd like he seems to think flawless, well. consistent. I feel like one of the most underrated parts of Reese James's game is to be cliche, is football brain. He's so clever. Like, I remember we had to do a uni assignment once where we were delving into Chelsea Ajax. And I remember, like, watching the highlights and just... uh, Obviously, he scored a goal in that game. It was incredible. But his performance of those last 15 minutes or whatever was amazing. Um, Playing for Wigan in the Championship as as a defensive midfielder, he's just so smart. And he's, he's so, you know, in tune with the game constantly. I'd love to take him. Um, and I, he's one of those that I wouldn't mind, you know, if Saka or him went, I wouldn't mind if, you know, he replaced pretty much anyone else in the, in the squad. I just haven't quite found room for him. I think that assignment was when your, you know, aspirations become Statman Dave's starter. Because we watched about the other week. Tried to be you Statman had the Dave. tactics board out. I did. You had the register rolls out. You had the... The classic arrows. 11 checkers on a pitch, moving around, yeah. arrows going everywhere. I had fun editing that, you know. It was, oh, it was too much for me to comprehend, too much I going fun, on. I had fun editing that, right. You probably still got a first, you probably did get, probably did get a first. You got a first for a news day without even turning up to a news day. Yeah, I did. I have my excuses. Um, starting 11 then, so we've gone through the squads. Yeah. Um, you're happy with yours? I'm happy. happy mine. We've both got Eric Dyer in our squads, it's mental. If you just rattle through our starting lineups. I think we can agree on one, I reckon, quite easily. Nick Pope. Nick Pope, yeah. Nick I, Pope. Again, I'm not You thought confident. I was going to go Pickford, no way. I was not confident in either of them, but Nick Pope for me. And, right, before we go into the right back, this is not for a specific p- fixture. This is your best England team. Who'd you go with at right back? Kyle Walker. I'd go with Trent, personally. I think we've already debated this yeah, long and did. hard, so we, we can move on. Maybe if, if it's fixture dependent, but if I'm personally picking my best England team, I go Trent. And we're both you going to back four. Yeah. So I think the rest picks itself. Four, three, three. John Stones, Harry Maguire, what's his name? Luke, Luke Shaw is Luke his Shaw. name. Quite easily. That's I'm easy. sure of it. Round oh, through that. Three midfielders. Go, go with yours. I've gone Rice sitting, mm-hmm. Henderson as an almost eight 
And then I really can't choose between Mason Mount and Jack Grealish. And I said earlier that Grealish has to play, but Mount has just been scintillating he could have late. We saw last night, last night for us anyway, was the first leg of Real Madrid Chelsea and Mount held his own and looked good, looked comfortable against Modric, Casemiro and Cruz. And the fact he does everything so quickly, he'll get the ball bang, pass is made. He'll get the ball bang, he'll spin. Mm. He sees things for anyone else. I think Grealish, yeah, he's good. He's a good carry, but I think Mount, his energy and tenacity, something that a midfield of Rice and Henderson lacks. They don't have that pace, that thing, to, that, what's the word? Urgency to do things quickly that Mount does have. Mm -hmm. So for me, I know I said Grish is a nailed on starter, which is why I'm, to me, I know you said best team, but it is opposition <laughs> dependent. It is opposition dependent. Yeah, but ignore opposition dependent. <sighs> okay, Mason Mount. Okay, well, I'm going to go with, I'm backing my, you know, my theory of, Picking the best players in for those positions. I want the best defensive midfielder, um, Declan Rice. I want the best uh, sort of attacking of the three midfielders, which is Jack Grealish. And then when it comes to an eight this season, you cannot pick a player who's been injured and playing at centre-back in a team that has gone from champions to potentially Europa League, which is Jordan Henderson. So you pick Mason Mount. So you have a midfield of Rice, Mount, we need Greenish. some leadership on that pitch. And Henderson That's is... why Eric Dyer's on the bench, mate. Oh, <laughs> Shout-out instructions from the bench. Ronaldo-esque in this the Euros. This got to be Henderson. Front three, I think we both agree on. I've gone Rashford, Sancho and Kane. I would agree. Now, my only caveat to that would be I'm a big Raheem Sterling fan and I think I wouldn't mind who starts on the right-hand side. It also does depend. Jaden Sancho has recently come back from injury, um, so it depends how he performs and depends how Sterling performs. But based on this season, I picked Jaden Sancho, which is mad because I think Sterling is one of the best footballers in this country. Um, but based off this season, Jaden Sancho has had a poor season by his extremely high standards, and it's still been considerably better than Raheem Sterling. Rashford, for me. You've got a strong we've, view on this, haven't you? We've discussed this a lot. And Rashford, for me... I keep saying for me. Rashford, in my eyes... For you. For me, is different to the other wingers we have. Yeah. Purely, I've, I've said this for months. Like He has always been in my team, no matter if he has a goal drought, because the other wingers and attacking players you have, Grealish, Sterling, Sancho, they kind of levitate towards the ball. That's where they go. They gravitate towards the ball. Gravitate, they, yeah. They, yeah, levitate. <laughs> Too much Dua Lipa. The thing is, that song is the most catchy song. <laughs> and it's just in my head. So they you levitate even, you towards the ball. You even said left foot, right foot, devastating yeah, earlier. Yeah, um, it's It's living in my head. It's just a slick song. I agree about Rashford. He's think, direct. He gets in behind. And he sometimes is a bit stupid. But he shoots. He's not He's mm. not scared to shoot. He's not scared to pull the trigger. I think that Dua Lipa song is when we look back on in a few years and it will remind us of this certain spell of life that is played in our uni house but anyway yeah Rashford the other players naturally come towards the ball we need someone to stretch teams and go behind Rashford is always playing on the shoulder whereas Kane will like to drop deep mm -hmm. Rashford will run in behind and stretch the defence and give, allow more space for a mount a Grealish a Sancho who want to come and control things a bit more and as you said not afraid to shoot 20 goals this season he has to start on the left for me Right, there are starting lineups. Um, just quickly before we go on to the Lions, is Gareth Southgate the man? No. No. I don't. Well, we should we 
the most important people in this podcast are the listeners, of which there have been a whopping 14 that have spoken. Mm-hmm. And 57.1% say, yes, he is the man of the 14. Tight. And 429 say no. Um, I think, is that eight that say yes? I'm not very good at maths. Oh, can't be asked. Yeah. It's I, some, I it, agree it's close. with you. I think Southgate, what has he done to achieve this? And I don't want to say our 2018 run was overrated. Oh, it was. It was overrated. I, th- I think the thing with Gareth Southgate is, whilst I don't think he'll take us to glory, um, which maybe this isn't maybe the right attitude for this tournament anyway, which I wouldn't have him for, just to point out. He has brought back the love for the national team after the 2018 World Cup, regardless of the run we had. I don't care the run we had, realistically. We still got to where we did, um, and that was a huge part thanks to him. So, you know, he's done incredible things for the game. I just think one of the things he won't do is bring us a trophy. Um, So for me, he goes after the Euros, unless we win it. Um... That summer 2018 was so, we were just all so patriotic and into the national team that yeah. I even bought car flags in my car, unironically. <laughs> well, un-ironically. It, kind of, it started oh, ironically. No. It started ironically. I was like, oh yeah, car flags for my car. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a laugh. I was going for B&M and saw them, 199, I'll have, I'll have a, few, a few packs. And then, yeah, we're in the semi-finals and they did get put on the car. I've... Not well if I drive by myself. <laughs> I've never met anyone who, who's like things they own or think in life start unironically and end up. No, start ironically and end up your genuine thoughts and your genuine like things. You are you that that just sums you up. Buying them ironically and then at the end just being like yeah yeah. We were all My just fan. in a in a wave in a whirlwind. Everyone had a car flag, two car flags. I remember. Yeah. I went to watch a semi final in the local nightclub to me, which was, which was Palace. Mm-hmm. And I took, I, I walked past my car after pre-drink because I, I saw my passenger seat and thought, yeah, I'll take them with me. Six yeah. hours later, I still left, because we went to the club afterwards, I still left with both flags intact. And you think, if you've ever been to a nightclub, you will know that if you have any sort of prop, let's say a big hat, I don't know, a wand, anything, people want that off you. And I somehow managed to keep hold of my car flags. They were battered, they were bruised. They came back just, they completely gone in colour. They were all just pretty much black, just soot all over them. Yeah. But I still had it. Flying it flag at the end of the night. We just lost to Croatia, but we went out fighting. <laughs> I don't have so to carry on from that anecdote. That does not answer whether Southgate is the man. <laughs> he, he's not the man, but I'd love to see him do well with us. But I just think tactically... Mm-hmm. he's not on the level of some of the other managers. I don't, I don't think the international management scene is great because I still don't rate Deschamps. Even though he's won a World Cup, I still... I just don't... He's not for me. But it's different. I, no, I, didn't, see, I didn't see France play well in that World Cup with the talent they had. I think by the, they played by the final, yes, but I think they scraped past Belgium. Argentina, it was one of those end-to-end games you have Mbappe playing for you, so... It's one of those, so defences win tournaments. That's ultimately... You have a few, you know, star players going forward that get goals in crucial moments, but the defenceman's tournaments, in my opinion. Kante and Pogba have still never lost a game they started together. They're at about 30. It shows how good they've been, but mm-hmm. in, I, I disagree with 57.1% of the babbling audience, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is more than 40. What was the poll for the uh, Greenwood? Oh, yes, we did one. Would Mason Greenwood make your 26-man squad? Absolutely with a fire emoji. 44.4% of people went for, with nine votes, and no chance was 56%. I'm in the majority, then. 
So I think that sums yeah. it up. They're all tight calls. And this vote's definitely not rigged by me voting on all five Twitch accounts I'm logged mm -hmm. into. So you could say there is about four voters, but thank you for the four that did. Letting people behind the curtain. Mm. Um, I think it's time that we move on from yeah. England. I'll let you lead this section as you know, you're a little tad more knowledgeable. I mean, if, we, if I said we weren't exactly qualified to talk about England football, then I'd probably say we're even less qualified to talk about the Lions. It's fun though, isn't it? A Lions it is. toys. It's about fun. It's Who once cares? every four years. It's our own It's about thing. colour. It's about unifying people. Yeah. You know, we spend every year battering the Welsh, battering the Scottish, battering the Irish. And now we all come together like a happy family. Yeah. And we're all officially Lions. I won't even buy a Lions shirt this year because I think they are... They're just like, if you say you've got a Lions shirt, you know, once every four years, it's kind of iconic. I'm a bit of a... I think we'll do, maybe even do a separate episode on this. I'm a bit of a sports shirt connoisseur. Yeah. I do like... I think I've There'll bought definitely a fair be few a, this year. a shirt. Mm. Oh, I, mean, I was going to say football shirt, but... It will help with having the video as well. Expansive you know, shirts. This is my Juventus away shirt I bought this year. Bam. Yeah. But well, anyway... I'm glad you haven't worn that out. No. That's one to wear. It's pretty much the colour of that towel with just blobs all over it. <laughs> but another Lions squad, Vibrant. 36 man, set to be announced, I think, on Thursday by Warren Gatland. Mm -hmm. So by the time that this is out or people listen to it, it may have already been announced. Probably. But we'll be going for things like a preferred number 10, the captain option. So first of all, I want to ask you, who is your captain? Because we did a poll on this and I'll ask you before we reveal the results because that could sway it. It doesn't sway it. I, I think I'm probably in the majority that say Alan Wynne-Jones. I don't think you can look past him. I think after the year that Wales had two, that's only solidified it. I probably would have put him in there if Wales had got the wooden spoon in the Six Nations, to be honest. Absolute legend of the game, isn't he? Um, our Welsh housemate, who has absolute, realistically, no idea about rugby, still basically worships him um, and loves him to bits. So... I think he has to. I think for me, prior to the turn of the year in the Six Nations, I was leaning towards his fellow lock, Mario Itoje, because I'm a big Itoje fan. Don't put I the thought... pressure on him, though. He's one of those... You don't want to cap put put the captain. I've not gone with him. No, I know, but I don't I don't see why people would do, do that. Don't put the pressure on him by giving him the captaincy. You've got other senior players who can do just as good a role as a captain. Let Mauro do what he does best, play rugby. Let's be frank, with the Lions squad, there are about four captains you can have on the pitch at once. You could quite easily have yeah. Anna Wynne-Jones and Atoje as lock. You could have I'm... Sexton at 10, you could have Farrell at 12, or you have Stuart Hogg at 15. All players that can... I think the armband doesn't mean too much. You don't got those players. Like People will raise their game having Anna Wynne-Jones alongside them. I yeah. think with Jones, 35, the most capped test player in history, three Grand Slams he's won. And I think Itoje, whilst I was leaning towards him before the Six Nations, those five penalties against Wales, I can't ignore. I know it's a huge talking point. Discipline. Head of the lines. It's always, you know, who's going to be the captain, blah, blah, blah. I don't see it as that crucial, but I think Alan Wynne-Jones personifies a captain. And I think you, for the, for the one-off tours, just go, with the, just go with the man who's the most obvious. And it is Alan Wynne-Jones. I would also legend. say that he's probably, I don't know, but I assume he's got quite a good relationship with Warren Gatland yeah. already. Yeah. Um, so, you know. It makes sense, doesn't it? It makes total sense. Taken to Twitter, our poll, of which got 10 votes more than the Greenwood, um, more than the Greenwood poll. It was a tie, actually. Oh. It was 30% for Anna Wynne-Jones and 30% for Stuart Hogg. 
the Exeter Chiefs and Scotland fullback. And I, I just think I just think a, a fullback. I won't be able to captain. Right. No. no, I think it's like I giving know, a winger captaincy in, in football. I think I can choose one of the um, voters for him. Probably one of my friends from home is an Exeter Chiefs fan, and I saw he liked our initial tweet, so he's voted for Stuart Hogg. But terrific right. player for me. He starts no doubt at fifteen. Yeah, I think the issue with fifteens is that. The back three as a whole, so many people just say, oh yeah, we can play a winger there, we can play Watson there. I think it, positions are more specialised now. Whereas if you have a specialised 15 like Stuart Hogg, play them there. Edit Daly for me is a 13. Why he gets put to 15, I don't know. Someone like Max Manians to me, he can play 10, yes, but I think he's a specialised 15. I just think, yeah, as I say, positions are specialised and just go with the best player in that position. But anyway, that's besides the point. Captain, we both agreed, Annan Wynne-Jones. Yeah, easily. I don't on, think there's any debate. Our next talking point, I know we disagree on this one, is who to start at number 10. Shall I go, I'll go for Twitter first on this one yeah, because on. we got a whopping nine votes, so not as much on this one. Uh, yeah, there were four candidates tied fourth with 11% were Owen Farrell and Dan Bigger. And then seconds was Finn Russell with 33. That's three votes out of nine, by the way. I can work that one out. And the winner with James voting all accounts was Johnny Sexton. James, take it away. I only voted on one. I just think it's similar to my um, sort of my footballing choices. You pick the best player. You've you're arguing that he's slightly aging, but he's probably been the best number ten for a few years now. Um, I think the experience he has um, is pretty much unmatched, unless you look at Owen Farrell, who we're not picking as number ten. Um, the only other player who I would pick at 10 is probably the person you will. Um, and I I just don't think personally I can look past Johnny Sexton. He's by far the best kicker. He's, I think, got the, the discipline. I use that word a lot, but he's got the discipline that none of the others have. Um, and I know exactly why you're going to go for your player, I think, because he's the exciting one. He's the maverick, the which maverick, we'll get on in a bit. Um, but I just... I think in a team with such extensive talent and hopefully with exciting players and exciting positions, you need a staple in there. You need a beating heart, someone able to keep the scoreboard ticking, get the important three points, important conversions, and it's, that's Johnny Sexton. I will counter that by saying, whilst my man is Finn Russell, Amar Sexton is Maverick. the best probably kicker. I think you can make up for Russell's... Not, I'm not going to say weakness, because he is still a good kicker, but he's not yeah. as strong as sex. I think you can make up that no. by putting Farrell at 12 and having Farrell do the kicking and then getting the attacking invention of Finn Russell. His kicking range is exceptional. Can I just interrupt you there? Do you want Owen Farrell at 12 for the Lions? <laughs> you don't. You're only shoehorning him in there yes. because you want Finn Russell. And can I also mm. add... But the one time we were watching, was it France, Scotland? Finn um, Russell got sent off. You were absolutely raving about his maverick nature and genuinely about 20 seconds later he got sent off, which but I just found an incredible metaphor for Finn Russell. I just find the Lions tour, it's about fun above all else. And I think Finn Russell is, he's good fun to watch. I don't know. And I think he's got the kicking range. He's, the kicking range is brilliant. He can create things. I think I wouldn't even have Farrell's England's first choice and I'd have Marcus Smith. Yeah. Which I did a bit of uh, research on. Mm -hmm. Don't mind if I do. So he's 22 years old. Harlequin's player. Born in the Philippines. Oh. 
this this season in 19 games he's got nine tries and one of them this weekend against London Irish was brilliant he was he received the ball from a mall and he just drove through about three or four Irish players and just touched down his kicking's very good right. 85% accuracy in 2021 and yeah he only scored eight and 27 last season but now nine he scored in his last two when 82% of his tackles was good going defensively as well and I know it's a debate. Do you look towards the future of a Lions tour? Because is Warren Gatlin realistically that interested in progressing these young talents? No. No. So that's the counter. Then that's an argument to pick Johnny Sexton. You just pick the thirty-four-year-old number ten. But I think Smith. This is not so much a Lions debate. This is more an England debate because I think if you're mm-hmm. Eddie Jones after this disastrous fifth-place Six Nations finish. You need to look to the future, and George Ford, as good as he is with you know his bombs, bomb kicks, and all spiral bombs, you it didn't work. The old axis of Youngs, yeah, Youngs needs this cap record or whatever, but I think England's results are more important, and that's when you need to start moving on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus Smith is that. I pretty much agree with you, apart from the fact that. I wouldn't. I'd have Finn Russell. <laughs> I'd play Johnny Sexton. I think the thing with Finn Russell is, as you say, he's the exciting choice. Um, and I might be boring going with Johnny Sexton. I just think in, in such big games, um, I want the disciplined, composed, experienced, best kicker. And I'm not shoehorning Owen Farrell in at 12. I'm maybe not shoehorning. He's so- obviously been there for a few years now. It is well needed, but... Noting that Sexton did... Yeah, if you're talking about form, because let's be real. It's uh, not ideal, no. Well, we got the most points in the Six Nations at 65. No, I think the next highest was Farrell with 50. Uh, so I think for a Lions tour, you need to pick the form players because it is a, it is one off. It is over the course of, I don't know, July yeah, month. I think also looking on the face of it, though, what I, was, I, th- what I thought you were going to say is Finn Russell also had a pretty, very good Six Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they're mostly players in form. Um, but yeah, I made my own it's team. Interesting. Which no, you're desperate to see. Oh, I was on, on Sky website yesterday. Made my own team. Rattle through it. Right, the pack. At hooker, I got Ken Owens. Yep. My props are Carl Sinclair and Furlong. My locks, no debate here. Marriott Toje, Alan Wynne Jones. Yep. My flank at number seven, I've got Tom Curry. Okay. Uh, at number six, I've got CJ Stander. Yeah. At number eight, Falatau. I think with Sam Simmons, Ooh. it's an interesting one, but I would I think Sam Simmons is a 13. Okay. I think against South Africa, I said this, I think the other day, I don't, I don't know if you could hear my uh, argument or, through at Newsday, I don't know if you could hear my argument through the speakers. Uh, could you? I, I tuned into some of it. But I think when you're playing South Africa, they're so physical. We've yeah. seen that pretty much half their team play for Sale Sharks, and they're a big physical team. So I think Sam Simmons isn't as physical, or I think he's about 102 kg. He's not yeah. as strong as I think Falatau. And I think if you play him at 13, he's not in my 13. He's not my he's not in my 13 even. But I just think I think that's his future because he's so good at picking yeah. the ball up and just you know running from the mall, picking the ball up. And I think he's so good at driving, weaving through players. His frame I think is perfect for it. Good defensively. Mm-hmm. That's what I play him. Anyway, digress him. I think Falatau's a good choice at eight mm. too. Had a good tournament. At nine I've got um, Connor Murray. At ten I've got Dan Bigger because it didn't let me select Finn Russell. Right. For okay. some reason. This is I've done a few Please weeks ago. Please say you're not picking Dan I'm not Bigger. picking Dan Bigger. At twelve I've got Owen Farrell. 
Okay, carry on. Which I know you're a fan of. 13. You're not even a fan of <laughs> I don't know how to put that, to be honest. <laughs> um, he can kick, and I think yeah. I want I want Russell in the team, as I said. Yeah. 13, Jonathan Davies. Uh, 14, Lewis Reese zamet yeah. 11, Johnny May. And yeah. 15, Stuart Hogg. It's a scary back line. It's a scary back line. I like um, it. Do we have any more polls on Twitter? I don't think we do. I, think, we do. I think that just about rounds us up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not putting forward a Lions team. I just agree with most of what you say, to be honest. You're the host, James. How are you going to round this one up? I'll round this one up by saying thank you very much for listening, watching. Um, hopefully we'll have more regular episodes coming. Mm. Um, let us know your thoughts on, you know, everything we've said. Some of the controversial bits. Are we stupid for both picking Eric Dyer? I think so. Um, <laughs> but it's Eric Dyer, so... I can't I, wait for the... I digress. Hopefully we can get some babbling interaction with Leeds for you not picking Calvin Phillips. That's what I'm looking forward you're to. Gonna, you're basically feeding me to the wolves. Yes. Is what you plan to do with yeah. that then. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening and watching and we'll catch you next time. We managed the whole pod about the Super League. See you next time. Punch my mic as well. Oh, so <laughs> Super League. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!